Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Airs International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. It's not often that I get to brag about a sister, so I'm just going to take my time. I know. And honor is awkward. It's awkward to be honored, and Yahweh has released that, that the honor that will flow through this home is going to be awkward. Yeah. But I also recognize that it's necessary because what honor does is it stirs up something in the midst of us that we can't really see maybe, but it's but it stirs up a trading floor. Yeah. We talk a lot about a trading floor in heaven and you're trading, but that almost I mean if I can put it this way, almost could come from a selfish place. Because you're trading in to get a word to receive for yourself. But when you stir up honor and you step onto the floor of honor, you're stirring up something for someone else. Yeah. But this family is that selfless. Mm-hmm. We're characterized by being a family who is selfless in that way and pours out honor in a huge way. Yeah. So tonight we do honor you, John and Megan, for John being a foundation for Megan to stand on. Um, we know you're quiet, but we also know that that is not because you don't have something to say, mm-hmm. and it's not because you are not present in, or you're not in his presence. Like we, you know, like when you see somebody on display and it's like, okay, I know he always speaking. We know he's speaking to you because you have created a platform for your wife. And we know that he is releasing into your heart as well because you have given your wife a firm foundation to launch from and you create a place for her um, to move and to be, to flourish. Um, and we know that it takes a strong man to do that and a man who is willing to to be humbled in Yahweh's presence and to stand um, in a place to receive all that he has. So thank you for being that place for me again. And, um, and Megan, thank you for um, being who you are to our family. Um, there is what we know of Megan, of course, is just so sweet and also so spicy in the sense that you bring the flavor to this family that Yahweh needs release. Um, yeah, I know it probably sounds silly, but the candle tonight is Midnight Spice. We're in the middle of the night season, and Yahweh would position us with a sister who leads this family well. Like, we have a gift in our elder yeah. sister. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I personally could not stand the place to bring the level of correction and alignment and truth that Megan is willing to stand and release. And I know that does not come easy. That comes with a high, high price that is paid. It is hard if we can just be honest. Any of us in this room having to speak in front of a group, that's not easy. So for Megan being willing to pay the price to use her voice, it's a big deal. So I want us to position ourselves tonight to take everything that she releases and hold on literally to every single word that comes out of her mouth. Because every word was paid for with a high cost. She's willing to constantly stand for our family, be in a place for us, get on her face for us, 
Yeah. And so I don't want us to take that lightly. So that means as we sit here, you're writing everything down that she says, taking it home and studying it, pressing in. When you are under your covering, you're taking those words and allowing them to be what washes you, what holds you, what keeps you. Okay? So let's be a family who positions ourselves that way. But when I talk about Megan, um, I know as a, as a family we recognize who she is, but I also want us to just remember some things about the Hanson family. Um, today I was thinking about it that at the turn of a wineskin seven years ago, we were given John and Megan. And just knowing who, who Yahweh created them to be, but who Megan was in her line of work, as a social worker, she was sent to families that were And I think I can speak for all of us when I say seven years ago our family was in crisis. And we were given the gift of John and Megan to really help us through that and to steward us in that time and to be the ones who said, I'm going to go into this house that's kind of messy right now. Yeah. And help them work through it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know of times that they were up all night at the old building fighting for every single one of us. Come on. Fighting for our marriages. Yeah. Fighting for our kids. Yeah. Fighting for our finances. Multiple times standing in a place to be what is to see us in our fullness. If there's anything I've learned from Megan, it's how to see someone in their fullness. Yeah. To see them in who they are truly made to be. Not the mess they're in right now. Not the process that they're walking through. Not the disaster that's going on in their home. But to be someone who stands in a place to know what the end result of someone's life should look like. And to yeah. say, I'm going to walk with you yeah. hand in hand through every moment until you get to that place. And right now, our family is in another turn of wine skin. Yeah. And it doesn't feel very good right now. It yeah. feels pretty chaotic. I wouldn't yeah. say we're in the crisis we were in before, but it feels pretty crazy. Yeah. And Megan, once again, is willing to step in and say, I don't care how big the mess is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care how hard it is. I'm going to partner with you and walk you through it. And I don't know many people like that. Yeah. So we're very thankful for you guys. We're very thankful for the gift that you have that truly is a gift that you bring to our family. We're very thankful for your voice. Your voice brings the shift and the alignment that we need. And so thank you for being a daughter who clings and connects and communicates to our family what Yahweh's heart is for us. We truly would not be where we are without you guys. So thank you for all that you are bringing and all that you've prepared. I know, I'm sure that you've been on your face for hours, even just today, to release a word. So we are ready to receive that. Okay. Well, thank you guys. <laughs> um, 
thank you for all of that. But also just um, in res in response to that, um, that that we have learned from all of you what it even means to not have to walk alone, um, to have to have a family, to um, be just as Missy said, thank you, um, just as Missy said, um, to, to be seen fully, um, to be received in full, um, even in the midst of it all, life, circumstance, mindsets, hearts, um, every, everything. Um, it's been the greatest gift. You all have been the greatest gift um, of our lives from Yahweh. So, um, okay. Yes, we are halfway through this night season, and it feels like a perfect opportunity to hear from Yahweh on how to continue to endure. It might not be comparable in the way that it's been in seasons past in the sense of maybe in your life feeling like I'm a little more grounded maybe or I'm a little bit more solid in where I was in the last night season, or, or maybe you don't feel that way at all <laughs> in, so, in some ways, right? But, but, but at the same time, feeling more grounded, and that's something, I'm using that term because that's something that I do want to speak to tonight, is that you are. Even if you feel like you aren't, you are. And Yahweh is going to release tonight why and what it is that we can ensure that we are fixing our eyes on or that we're that we're grabbing a hold of and activating in our in our lives or in our toolbox that Yahweh has equipped us has equipped us and empowered us to be able to not just endure this night season by like scraping through by the skin of our teeth but but to truly follow through with the task that this night season is for all of us and for kingdom heirs and the remnant bride as a whole, that we have been equipped and empowered to follow through this night season and the seasons that will follow because they really won't be that different. And and what that what I mean by that is that what comes after being introduced to Torah is a lifetime of living submitted fully to it. So the press of his hand unto your righteousness will never lift. But what will change in us is our response as we mature and as we grow and as as our our hunger supersedes everything else it will feel different 
so there's there's hope in that but also there's hope in what Yahweh has um, been waiting to pour out over you tonight because we are equipped and the goal would be that we would leave feeling like oh yeah <laughs> right like that sometimes you just have to stop when you're in the midst of something that is crushing and overwhelming you just have to stop and well I practically do um, just personally is I I just brought this is um, actually not my last notebook but the one right before it um, and what I will practically do is I will read through every revelation every word every directive every positioning that has gotten me to the place that I am in submission to Yahweh's directive now. And that is a that's a practical response to that feeling of I don't know that I can endure through what you've what you've entered or what you've asked me to enter into now. Because then you start to make connections and then you're reminded. You're reminded of every thing that got you to the place that you are and it becomes clear that not only it not only becomes clear how you got here but that you were prepared for where you were where you've become does that make sense um so in pressing in about what do we Yahweh what do we what are we in need of what are we in need of in this moment of t in time to be able to keep moving through the night season successfully? What do we need? And after last Torah portion, so not this last Friday, but the Friday before, when remembrance was redefined or there was an adding to of what it means to remember, right? That that was a covenant term or that that is a covenant term and it really means that we're going to stay loyal to right to stay loyal to covenant to forget is to break to remember is to stay loyal and that what Yahweh was was speaking was that we simply have to remember what's already been established that is what's going to empower us to follow through with the rest of this night season. And so we're going to walk through that tonight. What exactly is it that has been established that's equipped us to be in this place now? And not only what's equipped us, but if Yahweh is leading us to a place, because we've learned that salvation is the beginning, and our response to that gift is to turn and to follow, then we have followed Yahweh to this place. And there are things that have been established so that we could also be trustworthy. So it's not just that we've been equipped but it's also him validating 
that you are ready and you are capable of following through the season that I'm sending you into because we're, we're literally following him. So um, a couple of things we're going to do tonight. Um, Gabe, if you wouldn't mind putting um, that uh, image on the wall. <clears throat> okay, so just to preface this, when I talk about staying loyal to what's been established, what do we feel, and I know that there could be so many different answers, but they're all, they, they all can be like tucked in or bound up in one thing, okay? What do we feel has been established at Kingdom Heirs, as a community, in us, up to this point? What has been fully established? It could be a lot of answers. It could be family. It could be all, all kinds of things. But truly, what Yahweh has done is established identity. Yes? Yes? An identity that says that you are a son. An identity that says you are a daughter. You are an heir. That identity, as a son and as a daughter, then positions you to be fathered. Being fathered positions you, or I should say, acknowledging if I'm a son, if I'm a daughter, then I have to be fathered. I have to be mothered because I am a child. And then that permission which we're learning to grant more and more and more, but that permission then positions you in covenant. Which is where we are. Is coming to the full realization of what it means to be fathered. So from the beginning, the foundation of Kingdom Heirs has been sonship. What we woke up out of was religion into relationship, which says you're not just a church member. You're actually called to be an heir. You are a son. You are a daughter, which then means there's going to be a lot of like connections tonight, <laughs> but which then means that you are positioning yourself to be raised again, to be fathered, to be mothered. <clears throat> okay, so on the wall, everybody should have a copy of these at home. If you don't, let Gabe, no, at the end of the night, and he'll make sure that you have one, okay? Um, 
so so kingdom heirs when it started and i wasn't here from the very birth of kingdom heirs necessarily but what what my spirit grabbed a hold of is that sonship is the fullness of my identity and it's something that i didn't have access to to an understanding of right because everything began and ended with salvation so it was like i was i was almost raised to understand or believe that that meant i was already a fully mature functioning bride yeah yeah right yeah yeah and that there was no process then for me to have to endure or walk out to mature so it it was done i i didn't realize that there was a process other than of course your spirit's activated because you're reading his word and you're un, you're hearing well i'm supposed to become like you how do i do that how, how do I transform into your image? How do I how do I submit fully to who you are when there's so many pieces missing, which the pieces that were missing was I have to raise you. Right? Like you, I, I have to I have to teach you. I have to train you. I have to shape you. I have to grow you. I have to develop you. That includes your your mindsets, the way that you see, the way that you think, the way that you hear, uh, the way that you walk, the way that you talk. The, I, 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 ha, I have to raise you and shape you. And that, the... From, from the beginning, so this structure wasn't really realized until this last wineskin. But what happened, meaning the actual picture and being able to acknowledge, oh, Yahweh has been, has been giving us a structure for what it looks like to endure that actual process. What it means to start with an introduction to him in salvation and then continue to grow into a state of maturity to become a mature son and a mature daughter and to lay down a the foolish ways of a child that that every every aspect of the culture of the when we talk about kingdom dna and the process that every one of us has endured to unlearn what it looks like to operate as a son or a daughter or operate as a Christian or a believer, right? All of the unlearning was to relearn all of this, which is that process of maturing. And if you look at this, I'm not, I'm not going to necessarily reteach all of this. If, well, we should continue because those are all things, they're all attributes, attributes or aspects of, of living a kingdom lifestyle or what it looks like to walk as a son, as an heir. It's all there. And you can see how it's structured, right? Starting with rescue, salvation, 
the cross, redemption, and then right away it jumps to your mindset. The Hebrew versus the Greek mindset. Okay, well, if you're going to mature, if you're going to allow me to raise you, because that's the, I feel so far away from it, <laughs> like trying to point at it. Um, but if, if salvation is your introduction to who I am and your response to that gift is to turn and to follow me into maturity, then we've got some steps to walk out. And we've got some foundational principles, those bars that go laterally, those are, or horizontally, uh, that those are floors. Okay, those are floors. And then you've got the pillars, and everything gets you somewhere to a new level of maturity, okay? What's beautiful is out of sheer obedience and out of sheer hunger, this structure emerged simply from clinging, from literally the, the brewers clinging to what does it look like to walk the way that you do? What does it look like? Because in religion, I didn't learn that. I, I didn't know that there was a process for me to mature in, into who you are so that the world can be transformed and know you. I, di I didn't, and, and now for two houses to be united, right? Like the, the understanding of our purpose and the intention for our maturing continues to expand. E even, even that, even that is con it's continuing to be added to. Like, well, it's actually not just about everyone being saved. And it's actually not just about, but that's even unto something. Like, like it just, everything keeps growing as we, as we are willing to grow and to mature and to receive more. And so anyways, my point was, though, that all of these different things, like blood versus blood, for example, how deep of a revelation was just blood versus blood, that you are his. You shit, you, your blood is his. The, the expansion of that understanding from simply he shed his blood for you. Right? And again, not not dismiss but but that it's meant to be a continuation of deepening out of that intimacy and relationship that we just didn't even know we had access to. And so then in the last wineskin, the 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 spirit starts to speak to every everything that you have walked through or every aspect, every every revelation of who I am in defining what sonship is, is a literal structure that I'm establishing on earth to resurrect my kingdom. And here it is. <clears throat> okay. So, we remember the rescue cycle that we had to break out of. Now, if you if you if you weren't here, we've revisited these we've revisited these um, revelations, you know, um, off off and on, uh, because they are things that again, if we're saying that this is the fullness of this is our identity, 
that's the encouragement tonight and I'll get there but that this is literally what's expanding in you is all of this okay so going back to the rescue cycle we had to break out of a cycle of if I'm not a son if, if I don't see myself or if I don't understand, maybe maybe you knew you were a son. Maybe you knew that when, when you are saved, that means that I am now, like I'm acknowledging that I am a son, I am a daughter of Yahweh, right? Um, but for the bride as a whole, you may be an exception. For the bride as a whole, what Yahweh spoke is that we get in a cycle as the bride, where he has to reintroduce himself to us over and over and over and over again. Because we stop at salvation and we do not allow him any further access. Because his grace is sufficient and he's done it all. And it's done. So there's no need. I already cut off the response. That my response to you introducing yourself to me is meant to be stop, follow, and mature. Grant him that permission to raise you. Right? So then we get the, the bride gets in a cycle. Yahweh had to break us out of all of this. And still, still could be, still could be breaking us out of that rescue cycle where we don't acknowledge him fully or give him full access until we're in a pit of despair and he has to reintroduce himself to us again. And then it's another opportunity to either respond and follow or to wait for another reintroduction. Now, we have come so far from that place that there's even more that's being added to when it comes to covenant and how that will safeguard us from even entering a cycle of needing to be rescued again and again anyway, right? Because the rescue comes with separation. We have to be rescued from our separation, right? He stands in the gap of what is separating us from, from him or Yeshua does and calls us forward. So that is being reconciled as we receive covenant. But it's still a mindset shift and it still requires your responsibility right okay so we've got these columns <laughs> ministry of reconciliation blood versus blood walking in him and knowing and all of these aspects of sonship what it looks like these are directions on what it looks like for you to walk as a son, for you to walk as an heir. If, you're, if you call yourself a son, then you have to know him. And, and if you call yourself a son, or if, if he calls you a son, which he does, it means you have access to know him. Yahweh had to take us through that, that, it's, that knowledge of him is completely different than knowing who he is. Because it's all about intimacy. And in religion, we didn't have intimacy 
It was all knowledge. Same with the Hebrew mindset versus a Greek mindset. Right? The Greek mindset is the I, I need to acquire knowledge. I have to be, I, I want to know. Right? But, but it's knowledge without connection and closeness, without intimacy. <clears throat> there are aspects of our DNA of what it looks like to walk as a son that aren't here because they're inside, meaning they're not pictured here, because they were within even the steps, they were within the pillars. So one of the things that Yahweh taught us was in knowing, for example, I'm just going to use kind of some examples so that we don't go through everything. But like in knowing, one of the things that we had to learn for the first time was what does it look like to live a lifestyle of intimacy? What does it look like for me to pursue Yahweh, to know him when I've never followed him before? When I've only ever demanded, you come to me when I need you. So, so a son, a daughter, who positions themselves to know him and to know others, to be intimate, to have relationship, they cling. Everyone's heard the three C's by now. We cling, right? We communicate. And we connect. And Yahweh had to break down even how how do we do this? How do we do intimacy? What does that look like? <laughs> Let me get my little old notebook out here. I'm starting to kind of fall apart. This is pages of just that pillar positioning us as a family. Just one pillar. That's how full and how richly your sonship has been laid out for you in what it looks like to walk as a son and a daughter. He said how, he said why, this is what it looks like. How does the sun dwell? How does the sun pursue to know? How does the sun follow? All within one column. And that was one that's one piece. That's just one piece. That's not even everything within that column. Right? Because it came with a complete mindset shift. Starting with Hebrew versus Greek mindset. But, and, and some of it wasn't even in this order. I mean, it's all, it's all Yahweh just, just defining for us what it means to be his. What it means to be his. And then in the last wineskin, it starts to take this shape where he's like, I'm creating a structure for you to, to live your life by. And it's more than that because it's not just a structure, but it's 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 something that's being truly built on earth to represent his kingdom. <clears throat> okay. Let me see if there's anything I wanted to share from my 
notes here. It checks my heart every time I go back through the ways that he has positioned me to walk as a daughter. Re-listen to podcasts. Re-read your notes or other people's notes. Can I have a picture of your notes? I ask people that all the time. Can you send me a picture of how you heard that so that I can gain more understanding through the way that you see it too? It it just, uh, one of the things, experiential knowing versus intellectual understanding. The more we know him, the more hunger will arise, the more we'll recognize what is not him. The more we will be transformed as him. (laughs) Knowing him defeats complacency and self-preservation. I just want to make sure that I capture everything before we move on because I earmarked some of these older foundations here. From rescue to knowing. You could start to see connections too, even in language in the culture that he's developing. You'll start to see words that you didn't have a fullness of understanding for even until now like the original intent is in my notebook like years ago before we understood like what what do you fully mean by that (laughs) you know that you're relational okay relational unto seven years later covenant We asked ourselves, how as the body do we break out of this cycle? Follow and pursue with consistency. Be consistent. That's the condition of a son or a daughter. You're consistent. Consistent in your connection, consistent in your clinging, consistent in your communication, Right, consistent in your pursuit. Okay. All right. I think we're going to move on. So then we get to, oh gosh, how many years? I don't even know how many years were spent in that level of redefining or even just for some being introduced to begin with to what sonship means. There were so many coming out of religion that said, I have been an orphan who had been saved. Right? In quotes. Be, be, because of that, of 
of that stagnancy or that, that complacency within the bride to end at salvation and not be fathered. Okay. But anyways, we've got all of that. Then Yahweh starts to speak about honor. And the floor of honor is beautiful. And I, I, I love how things progress and how something is, you can't, you can't fully have one without the other. Right? And, but at the same time, he's so gracious that if you do, if you do try to attain one without the other, he will take you back. I mean, you can call it, you can say maybe that doesn't feel great. <laughs> maybe that doesn't feel beautiful. But is that his grace to want the fullness of all that he has for you in your identity? No, I, 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 I did not redeem you to be a stepchild. I did not redeem you to be kind of a son. <laughs> so we're going to go back because we need to address this mindset or we need to address what it looks like to submit or we need to address obedience or we need to address blood versus blood so that you can experience my heritage. I mean, that is his grace. It makes us feel absolutely insane because then you're like, I thought I dealt with this. I feel like we say that all the time. I thought I, I thought I dealt with this. In that season, I walked through this, and now I'm going all the way back. <laughs> but it's a beautiful thing. Anyways, so the floor, the floor of honor is beautiful because honor is simply validation. It's simply affirmation. <clears throat> it validates, honor validates what is valuable. Honor does not give something value. It affirms that it is valuable. Look what's built off of the floor of honor. All things that have been devalued. So if it weren't for the floor of honor, we wouldn't have an understanding of how valuable certain things are that he deems valuable. And everything that took place here was multidimensional. Right? So at the same time that we were learning what does Yahweh value, he was also completely shifting the structure of the ecclesia, of the church, of the family, of the home. No, you're a family. No, you're not pastors. You're a mother and a father. Well, motherhood and fatherhood weren't really as valuable in overseeing a church community. Pastors were. 
No, we're going to start to place more value on motherhood and fatherhood in the structure of kingdom heirs and the spirit of adoption and all of these things because Yahweh says that is what is valuable to me. Everything's been mirrored on earth. Honoring motherhood and fatherhood as we receive sonship. To be raised in what? Again, going back so that we can be raised in what? Our identity. I want to say a couple more things about the floor of honor. Once we had an understanding of what it means to honor and what honor produces or acknowledges, because every floor, I feel like I'm, I go all over the place, every floor is an entry an entryway or an access point like a portal to what's next yes okay so if it's all about receiving the fullness of our identity then when we're awakening to identity or awakening in our identity it's an awakening of recognition I don't know if that makes sense, but an awakening of recognition, meaning we're starting to recognize who we are, and in that you recognize what's valuable to him. It's it's all happening at the same time. So if, if this whole process is about sonship and awakening to the fullness of our identity, then we're starting to recognize, I'm trying to think of how to word it, like in a note-taking way. <laughs> okay. Um, you're, you're, you're also awakening to the things that you should acknowledge as valuable. So your awakening in identity is an awakening of recognition. Okay. So then we start to awaken to the things that he says are valuable, not the things that earth, the world, the the church, religion has said, place value here. And we had to fight and still have to fight within ourselves. No, no, wait. Is that me that's saying that value, that that's valuable? Or is that, is that you? (laughs) Having to, and we have to remind ourselves and one another constantly. Because in religion, the opposite was given value. In almost every way. 
not just feasts, not just heritage, not just language, not just his culture, but truly who, who he is. Okay. Then we get to the floor of engagement. Is it okay if I don't go through feasts and if that I don't go through those? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but we get the we get the concept, yep. right, of what Yahweh did and continues to do by establishing a full a floor of honor for us to continually receive, acknowledge, and affirm what he says is valuable. Because we have an entire, I guess I do have more to say about that. We have an entire culture and mindset to shift when it comes to what is deemed valuable. I mean, we could we could break it down all the way to sexuality, gender. I, I mean, you could, what does he say is valuable within that fullness, that scope of identity? And within the church structure, there had to be so much broken down because of the manhandling by the bride herself of his name, the manhandling of his character for our own benefit, that we multiplied, that the bride multiplied something that he doesn't only devalue, but that he says, that's not even mine. Not only do I not value that or see that as significant, but it, it, I'm not even associated with it. <laughs> whether what, whether it's it's the Hebrew culture, Christianity, whether it's the way we treat people, whether it's what love actually is, it, you know, we he's it's all being redefined. Okay. All right. So then we get to the floor of engagement. This is one that will feel maybe more uh, connection-wise, you're going to start having some personal pictures because to enter engagement required disengaging. So I am sure that immediately everyone, I would hope that everyone is starting to get hit with, I remember everything that I immediately had to disengage with. As soon as engagement is introduced, it's time to disengage from some things. Because again, if those floors are like, access points or entryways or portals, then the only way to get to covenant 
would be to disengage from anything that would keep you from being able to fully receive. Right? So then we had our season of divestment. Right? Which is why that was a, a pillar. <laughs> because it's not just a moment in time as a son or as a daughter that you divest from something. It is a lifetime. It is your identity as a son and as a daughter to live a life of divesting from the world. Of divesting from anything in opposition to who he is or any expression that does not come from his character. A lifetime of divesting to be able to fully commit and adhere to those vows of covenant. And what's really beautiful about how Yahweh moves in a million things at once is while we're learning what the floor of engagement means, he was literally preparing us for covenant and we didn't fully know. So we were actually truly engaged. Because this was also at the same time as what's happening is there are pledges being made. There's commissioning happening. We're, we're writing uh, uh, vows. We're bringing things to divest from. All within engagement. And we didn't understand quite yet the full picture that was coming. That you, that I am calling and I am, I am stirring up the fullness of your identity so that you can prepare to be the transitionary remnant bride that I called you to be and return to my original intent, right? Which is to receive the responsibility of covenant, the other side of covenant, ours to carry, the vows, the laws, the instructions. That was all happening simultaneously. Okay. So the last wineskin and even before, and whether you were physically a part of all of those years or all of those pieces to the process, you were still set apart by the Spirit. You were still set apart for now. So this entire journey, the entire journey that we've been on that started I, I like to be reminded personally of this because it always helps me to keep moving when I step out and I see the big picture and I remind myself or I ask Yahweh, will you remind me 
what I was crying out for that you responded to to get me to this place. Will you remind me? Because when it when the when his response to your heart's cry gets so intense, sometimes it can be louder than your own. Yeah. <laughs> like his response yeah. can get louder than that cry of your heart in your mind to where it feels so daunting and so overwhelming that you're like, I didn't ask for this. And he's like, I wouldn't be here if you didn't. Right. I don't have to give the fullness of myself, and I don't freely. Good. So this has been our journey in response to the cry of your heart that there is more of you. I know there is more of you. And so you were set in a community, you were set in a family that says, or that has the same hunger, and so he's like, okay, I'm going to bring all of your heart's cries together, and I'm going to answer them together. Because together is part of the answer itself to the heart's cry. And even that, we fight, and we fight, and we fight. I have fought and fought and fought. No, I just need you. And he's like, I'm answering your heart's cry. Stop arguing with me. (laughs) So our hearts cry. He responds. And this is his answer. This picture, this structure is his answer because it is us being raised up in our identity as sons. Everything that's been released, everything that we have been raised up in up until this point has been to uncover, unlock our identity as sons and daughters. Unto what? That through it, we would receive a father. I can't fix my face <laughs> when I when I talk about it because that is the heart's cry that I do remember <laughs> right like and 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 I have to I have to also remind myself of that when all of those other steps come in when all of those other bits and pieces and Yahweh is like okay but now I need you I need you to press into blood versus blood okay now I need you to figure out how to submit Okay, now I need you and it get and it gets so hard and he's like, but but this 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 is what it's unto. That if you continue to position yourself and walk as a son, you will receive a father. You will be fathered, you will be mothered 
you will be raised. And that is the cry of all of our hearts because we said there has to be more of you. Whether those are the words that came from your mouth or it was a or it was a a stirring in you that you couldn't identify, that you couldn't pinpoint, that you couldn't necessarily verbalize or make a connection with, it's still because you were set apart. That is your heart's cry. Because you were called, all of us were called to be that set apart people, that transitionary remnant bride. In this time, there are more. We're the ones he's gathered here. But in order to fully access it, we have to submit to the process of maturing in sonship. At Shavuot, oh, I don't think I did bring that notebook. Um, at Shavuot, we, this last Shavuot, we received our identity, right? Verbally, in the spirit, our identity was released over us. And one of the things that was released was kingdom heirs. I mean, this part isn't new. Kingdom heirs has always been about sonship. Yes? And that the, the, I'm trying to say it just like dad, the, the, um, what has caused separation on earth, but within the bride, within us, has been fatherlessness. That it all can be traced back to fatherlessness. It's not just our societal issue. It's not obviously, it's a manifestation. I mean, you can see that it being a manifestation of everything else. But but it has always been about fatherlessness. And that our journey for identity has led us to him and has granted him permission to be here now where we are saying we give you permission to fully father. His covenant promise is that you are his heir. Sonship is your promise. So even before, this is his redemption, even before we realized that there was a response required of us in covenant, He was already fulfilling his promise by saying, you are a son. You are a daughter. You are an heir. And I'm going to teach you how to walk that way. And I'm releasing that identity over you even before you respond. After after identifying in us that we've been adulterous. He still called us 
sons and daughters and gave us an opportunity to respond again. Through the last wineskin and beyond. <laughs> so if his covenant promise is that you're his, sonship is your promise, that means that to uphold our end of the promise is to literally walk as a son. That's all we're learning. That's all we've been learning, and it's all we're continuing to learn. If his covenant, I'm going to say it one more time, if his covenant promise to you is that you are a son and an heir, then your response is to walk that way. And we do know how. It's being added to. I'm not saying it's full, and I'm not saying that there won't be more and more and more, but we do know how because this is the structure that we have walked out over the last decade. And by the Spirit. Again, if you were set apart, is there still knowledge you might want to go back to? Even for, for everyone who was a part of every teaching, every releasing, every time we dove into what does it look like to be a son? Okay, well, Yahweh's speaking about ministry of reconciliation. What does that mean? All right. Even if you weren't a part, I just want to make sure to emphasize that, 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 that Yahweh responded to your heart's cry in this season now and you're here so by the spirit this is yours and regardless there is still work to be done to ensure that you continue to walk that way and that you understand fully what all of that means and what is required of you What is happening in this season that we're in now? And it, it actually was said by Dad at Shavuot when he said, faith is not enough. And he released about loyalty, right? We're talking about remembrance and being loyal to what has already been established. All of this, your identity. Your identity has been established. Okay, he's going to continue to add to it as we grow and as we mature. But you know that you are a son. You know that you are a daughter. And you know that that means you have to be raised. Right. When our identity is released... That's what happened. I'm not saying that that wasn't an opportunity to also walk. But there's something that's shifted in this season. So just like faith without works is dead, your identity means nothing unless you walk in it. Absolutely nothing. It is void. So if you, if you don't know how to walk 
if you don't know how to walk in submission, then it doesn't, this sounds harsh, but I just mean it doesn't matter what you call yourself. It doesn't matter. Because you're not you're not walking in submission. Right? Like it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple, but we but we get because of the level of complacency and arrogance and dismissal that we have operated in as the bride, it is very easy. It is very easy to not be a doer. It is very easy to not be held accountable or responsible for the way that you walk. Because we've really never had to be before. If it's just about saving someone and you can do that by evangelizing, but your life doesn't have to transform, then it gets pretty dicey when that pressure comes and you always like, I need you to walk like this. I need you to walk like this. I need you to walk like this. And it will not stop. It is much easier than to say, I, I, I wanted the identity because I like the idea of being an heir. <laughs> but I didn't know that meant that required anything of me. I mean, that's how we got away from covenant in the first place. Right? His standards and walking, being called to walk that way, it produce, his standards produce a culture. And by the spirit and through the transformation of that spirit, you develop the ability, which is what that journey is. It's a journey of transformation. You develop the ability to walk as an heir. And clearly, Yahweh is believing and trusting us now that we are at a place where you have developed enough of the intimate knowledge of what it means to be a son. And I have I have called you a son long enough that you should know how to walk in it. And I'm going to add to it at the same time in, the, in this season because he's adding instructions back that we've dismissed the entirety of our lives. Um, Going back to this season and faith or that comparison between faith not being enough and you have to be a doer, right, of the word. Faith without works is dead. Identity for the sake of identity is not enough. There has to be a demonstration of your faith or of your identity. That is loyalty. There was a teaching on loyalty that loyalty is action. And 
one of the precursors to the season that we're in now, the night season, was as soon as you are made aware, you will be held accountable to. Why? What does that mean? It's, it's because it's time to walk that way. If you have a knowledge of what he says about you or of your identity, and this is how I am called to live my life, and you're awakened to that and you refuse, you will be held accountable. And when you're held accountable, you have a choice. Which is part of why Yahweh gave the loophole warning moving into the night season. If there's anything in you, if there's anything in you that does not want the responsibility of walking in the identity that I have just released over you, which was as recent as Shavuot, then it will, you will find an excuse. You will find a means to avoid the responsibility of walking. Because up until now, it's been a preparation period. Not that we haven't been called to walk a certain way, because clearly we have, or we wouldn't be entrusted with what we're being entrusted with now. I, I, that's what I believe. At the same time, To receive his instructions is a whole other level of living your life in action. Being held accountable to your convictions. Someone said, this is where the rubber meets the road. What's crazy, too, is that this wineskin that we're in now, Yahweh said, is expansion. What are we expanding in? <laughs> like, what all, what all does that mean? I mean, I, we, we, we've talked about it, but I want to try to bring, bring bits of it together for the sake of remembering and knowing that we are ready to expand. When that word was released from the Florida crew about expansion, <clears throat> one of the directives from the Spirit was, it's time then to grow up. Right? And the response from the family was, we will grow up. What are we growing up in? Our identity. We're literally growing up. His standards, his culture, his DNA, 
all-encompasses what it means to walk as a son. But now, if I am growing up in expansion, that means that I am stepping into a new place of maturity in all of these things. That's what's being asked of us. Because this identity is what has already been established. And the word of expansion is that we would, as a family, we would maintain, we would safeguard, we would die over what has already been established, which is our identity. And everything that that means. trying to think if I should speak to the loopholes more. I feel like I talk about them so much. (laughs) But it's such a it's such a gracious warning because it's for it's for you that if the cry of your heart has been to be fully received in the fullness of your identity as a son and as a daughter, that at some point you would have to mature to a place to access even more of him, meaning to walk as him, to walk as a son, Okay, it's time for you to activate. Isn't that true? Like in in the lives of of our children or when we're raising where I'm going to I'm going to teach you about who you are. And I'm going to teach you and I'm going to teach you and I'm going to teach you and I'm going to release this over you and I'm going to tell you again and again who you are and I'm going to define that for you and I'm going to I'm going to shape that for you and frame that for you so that you can step into it and you can walk that way because I don't I don't ever want you to walk outside of the fullness of who you are that's all that Yahweh has done it's everything that Yahweh has done and so to to turn away or to lay down or find an excuse to remove yourself from what's next, which is that walking that way, right? By receiving the fullness of covenant, his instructions, transforming our lives, shifting our lifestyles even more so, is it's it's the it's everything that he's raised us to do. But again, that's where if there's anything else in you that hasn't matured, like our selfishness, like our whatever whatever it could be, then then to be asked to walk a certain way is going to confront it all. Because you can't do them at the same time. 
I can't walk as him if there's something in me that's not. <laughs> I, I literally can't. So, so when we're at a point as a family where he's saying, okay, it's time, it's time for you to fulfill your vows, your promises, now that you're aware that they're there and that they are required of you, that they weren't ever meant to be laid down. Well, that is part of the pressure that's being felt. But look how prepared you have been. Look how ready he's made you. That he gave you so much of your identity to be able to receive him in this place and to be able to expand your capacity for covenant. I want to um, finish with this. I found in this notebook, this um, quote that I'm going to read, which is really bizarre because of how old it is. Um, I earmarked it. And in my older notebooks, I didn't write dates every time, which is really obnoxious. <laughs> older me, why'd you do that? Or I should say younger me, but old. Anyways, um, so let me see if I can find this one. I thought I earmarked it. If not, I wrote it down anyway. Or rewrote it in my now notebook. All right, maybe I can't find it. All right. Anyways, I found, going back through my notebooks, this quote from either mom or dad releasing, capacity for covenant, my capacity for covenant, determines what I will birth in my legacy. So maturing in our identity will literally expand our capacity for covenant. That is the word that I want you to leave with. Because what's happening in expansion in this wineskin is your capacity for walking as him for walking in covenant, your capacity literally to be one with him is expanding. But the maturing in your identity, which is what we said yes to doing, we said, yes, I will grow up. They are, they're, they're, they, they have to exist, they have to coexist. So your, your capacity for covenant will not grow if you do not mature. If you, if you find yourself saying, I mean, I can't imagine any of you, I'm trying to think of, <laughs> I can't imagine any of you being like, yeah, I've got all that figured out. But, but at the same time, there are things in us still like complacency, like selfishness, like you know, like those things of, of the flesh that the more we mature, those are pressed out of us, or the more we submit 
to every process, the more that those are pressed out of us and our capacity in general expands. So if this is what's already been established, then he is saying you're you're ready to receive an expansion in covenant. And the more that you are willing to mature, to be discipled, to be led, to follow, to activate all of those aspects of sonship, because you will always be a son. You will always be a daughter. You will be a mature one, and you will also mother and father. But your identity as a son and a daughter, that never, ever goes away. You have to be raised your entire life. And when you decide that you're too big to be raised, or you know more than those who are being entrusted to raise you, you're done. You are done growing, you are done maturing, and there is nothing that can be added. And it will not be because you are fully mature. So if we are going to safeguard the word of expansion in this house and our response that was, we will grow up, then we have to continue to grow in our identity. That's how we maintain what's been established. Not by leveling out. That's part of the confusion that can come in our complacent mindsets, right? When... Yahweh says, okay, something's been done. Now I'm going to add to it. It's like, oh, we did that then. No, the way you maintain something is by continuing to grow. Does that make sense? You don't maintain. It's like um, I think of John and his incredible level of fitness and discipline. John, John doesn't grow because he just reaches this like level and he's like, I'm as fit as I can be, or I'm as healthy as I can be, so I'm gonna maintain this level of fitness. He can't, he can't maintain that without pressing it and growing and expanding it. It will, it will actually go the opposite way. His capacity will decrease if he just stays at the same place in Whatever it would be. Um, so so we, ha- we have to also be cautious that we don't allow a word of it's time to maintain what's been established to even be our loophole. Yeah. That's good. Does that make sense? Yeah. And... And it still can be encouraging, although we always have more to grow in, that what has been established is identity to a point of the father receiving permission that he's never had before. Which means that in you, because of the processes that you have walked out, because of the spirit that has brought you here in response to your heart's cry, 
that your capacity has expanded to a point where you can receive the covenant that's here now. So when that pressure feels great and it seems like I don't have the capacity in me to sustain this, I don't have the capacity in me to keep moving through this. I don't have the capacity to be able to see this all the way through. Yes, you do. You do. Or he wouldn't have said, it's time to expand even more. He wouldn't have said, I'm going to give you the fullness of my instructions now. If you hadn't already expanded in your identity to begin with. It's a mature son. It's a mature daughter who says, correct me. It's a mature son. It's a mature daughter who says, give me your instructions. I want to lay my life down to follow you. That is maturity. And that's where we are. So you do have the capacity, you are maturing, and you can follow all the way through because the more that you commit to maturing further, that capacity will just increase. It won't combust, it won't explode, it won't, however it feels, however it feels, it's just like the teaching about the wineskin. It will expand. Does that feel encouraging? Okay. Like did I did, did I connect it enough to where we can see that we 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 do carry the identity of sons and daughters, which is all that you need and everything that you need to be able to expand in covenant, which is what's happening. Right? That's why the pressure. Because we're learning to be righteous. We're learning to reflect his image more accurately, more fully, more wholly. Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Heirs International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomheirsflag.org. Thank you.